Welcome to Season 2 of History, Books, and Wine. We're your hosts, Lori Ann Bailey and Eliza Knight. We love sharing, so pour a glass of vino, and let's dive into the past. The first time I used Instacart was with my sister. We were baking cookies and I'd forgotten the butter. Instacart to the rescue. Now I even use it when we're on vacation so our staples are delivered right to our door. Save yourself that trip to the market. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Follow the link in our show notes and that lets Instacart know we sent you and help support our show. Plus, you'll get free delivery on your first order over $35. There's multiple stores available in most areas. Shop all your favorites on a single order. The products you love from local stores. Hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences. Delivery to your door in as fast as one hour. Instacart highlights deals to help you save money. Find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. They pick the freshest produce and keep your eggs safe too. Let Instacart shop for you. Hello, listeners. This is Lori, and I'm here to tell you that podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. We use Buzzsprout, and it's hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recording. You'll get a great looking podcast website, detailed analytics, and more. Following the link in our show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you. Get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan and help support our show. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Welcome to History Books and Wine. We're your hosts, Eliza Knight and Lori Ann Bailey. Today is the second part of our Haunted History Happy Hour, and I'm going to be talking about New Slane's Castle in Aberdeenshire, Scotland. We're excited to share, so pour a glass of vino and let's dive into the past. Woohoo! I'm excited to hear about this one. Yay! I think I can't wait to share. Yay! But first, what are you drinking today, Eliza? I am drinking um, one of my new favorite wines. It's called 1000 Stories. And my favorite um, one of the 1000 Stories, because they have a couple different, is the Bourbon Barreled Cabernet Sauvignon. And I was first drawn to this one because of the name of it, 1000 Stories, and being writers and that we share stories both on our podcasts and in our books. Mm -hmm. It just seemed to be totally fitting. And I'm also really a fan of the bourbon barreled wines. I think it just adds a little extra flavor and I really love those. Mm-hmm. What about you? Today I'm having something special. Ooh. We are recording this podcast early. It's coming out on the 25th, but today is October 3rd. Today is the anniversary of my father passing away. Oh, I'm sorry. So, in yeah, in honor of my dad, um, I'm having Livingston Cellars Chardonnay. So there's a story behind this. My dad loved Chardonnay yeah. wine, and I'm, I'm showing this to Eliza. It's oh, I love that! Huge, huge bottle, <laughs> it's and a it's big bottle. 
it's it's a very cheap wine <laughs> and my dad would always get it in these really giant bottles my oldest son calls them wine bombs because i mean you can like <laughs> hug it and hold yeah. it so big but my dad would always get them and he would pour them into smaller bottles and put them in the refrigerator so they were manageable and he loved his wine so so, so today i'm going to be drinking chardonnay in honor of my father cheers to your dad thank you Let's go with this haunted history. Let's do this. All right. I can't wait. So in 2016, I had the fortune to take a trip to Scotland and visit New Slane's Castle, which is not to be confused with Old Slane's Castle, which is five miles away. And I definitely didn't realize there were two of the same. And I'm glad I went to the right one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either. And I'm glad you went to the right one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I could have easily shown. I mean, I guess it would have been cool to go to the other one too. But I had such a good time at New Slane's Castle that I'm glad I went. Got I got the GPS right. Maybe when we go back, we should go to both. <laughs> yes, we should. You will love it. You would totally love it. Yeah. So New Slane's Castle sits on a steep cliff and it overlooks Cruden Bay. It's actually very gorgeous. I took a video while I was there, just sort of walking along the cliffside and then through the castle. So mm. I'll um, post that to our social media so everyone can kind of get like a little tour. Ooh, I can't wait to see that. Yes. Um, don't let the name New confuse you though, because it is a ruins. Yeah. But not as ruined as the old one. <laughs> the so, ruined ruin. The ruined ruins. <laughs> but not as ruinous as the so, yeah. New Saints Castle was built in 1597, so it's actually pretty old, mm -hmm. by the Earl of Errol. And it remained in the family until 1919 when it was sold. Oh, that's actually sad they had to sell it. I know, it is sad. Mm -hmm. And um, several years after that, actually, the, the new owner had the roof removed because he didn't want to pay taxes on it anymore. <sighs> and allegedly, if you have no roof, you don't have to pay tax. I did not know that. What a loophole. <laughs> remove your roof you're fine i wonder how easy it is to slap a new roof on there <laughs> it was ginormous so it can't be too yeah. easy sir walter scott once wrote in his diary that new slains would be a fine place for a mermaid <gasps> oh um, i love that i know and it really would be i actually thought about that when i was looking over the cliffside because there's all those rocks and you know in the little mermaid where she goes up on the rock and the water splashes yes. up there's definitely some of those there so Aww. I added that little tidbit in there because I thought it was super cute. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in 1895, an Irish author that you may have heard of, just this guy named Bram Stoker. You ever heard of him? Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so weird. It sounds familiar. So he was visiting Aberdeenshire and staying at the local Filmernock Arms Hotel. I probably said that wrong, but that's where he was staying. And he did often stay there uh, when he was writing his books. I guess it's kind of like a little writing retreat for him. Mm -hmm. And while he was there, he was entertained by the Earl of Errol at the castle, as were many celebrities. I guess if you were a celebrity visiting the area, you were welcome to have dinner there. <laughs> Are we celebrity enough to I go know, to a right? castle and have dinner? <laughs> Can we be invited? <laughs> Hello, anyone yeah. out there? We, we would love to be invited. Yes. It was here at New Slane's Castle that the inspiration um, started for his classic gothic novel, Dracula. Oh, so, now, I, now I can kind of picture it from reading right? the story. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like the stormy sea cliffs and, and the water splashing up on the rocks. So mm -hmm. apparently Dracula's castle has a similar octagonal hall which matches the description of the Slane's old octagonal hall. 
Oh, that's actually kind of cool because even though the castles are ruined, now there's kind of a a roadmap of what it used to look like. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. It would be really creepy if you visit there and um, you get like bring the book with you and you read that passage in that part of the, like the ruined castle. We should do that. Ah, we should. So if you haven't heard of the novel Dracula, and I'd be surprised if you hadn't, <laughs> it's about a vampire named Count Dracula who lives in Transylvania and a young man named Jonathan Harker who is a solicitor and has to visit the castle. He manages to escape when he finds out his host is a vampire. But not for long as the Count follows him to England, where he is then hunted by Van Helsing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I got like give a little description <laughs> of that book just um, in case you've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know where you've been if you haven't heard of that. But anyways, I wonder if the creepiness of the castle and the presence of ghosts is what inspired Stoker to use it as his inspiration for his castle in Dracula. It must be. How cool. How it cool. is really cool. Now, we, we definitely need to go back to Scotland and spend some time at a castle and write a book while we're there. We need long enough. And yes. then maybe maybe one day our books will be classics. And... That's an awesome idea. How do we yeah. put this past our families? We need time <laughs> to go write our books in Scotland. Just give us a little time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See what happens. You'll survive without us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll come back when the books are done. <laughs> promise. (laughs) So if any of our listeners do visit, beware, there is a steep cliff. And I mean steep. When I was there filming, two of the people that I was there with were kind of freaking out at how close I was getting to the edge. And I was like eight feet away. (laughs) I totally would have been those those people freaking out. Like if I had fallen, I just would have fallen on the ground. I would have had to roll a lot to go up the edge. But (laughs) I totally see where they're coming from because... If I had been in their shoes, I would have been like, what are you doing? Get away from there. Yeah. People actually have fallen to their death from this cliff. An interesting story. In 1908, Violet Asquith, I'm not sure if I said her last name correctly, was the daughter of the former prime minister. And she was badly injured at the bottom of the cliff after having alleged uh, a suicide attempt. Oh. Due to a love triangle involving Winston Churchill. Oh, wow. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah, that may be a whole nother podcast. Right? We're going to have to definitely look into that. (laughs) Yeah. Since this is our haunted happy hour, instead of fun historical tidbit facts, I've got ghosts for you. Ooh, I love ghosts. Yes. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) They're fine. They're fine over there. Not like, don't haunt me. Yeah. I love hearing about ghosts. Yes. (laughs) Not seeing them don't want to see them at all. So there allegedly is a lady in white who is said to walk the halls of the castle, as well as a man who like sort of roams the castle with jingling keys. Ooh. Yeah. That just makes me think of once. Um, so I, I hang my keys on the side of my purse. Oh no. <laughs> so you're <laughs> the never- jingler. I am the key jingler. I never realized until one day they were making noise and my daughter said, that's a mom sound. Oh. Because she associates the jingling keys with me because they're always on the side of my bag. So if she goes to the castle and she hears the ghost jingling keys, she's going to be looking for you. She's going to be like, where where are you, Where's mom? Where's my mom? Where's my mom? <laughs> so the jingling key man also tugs on the jackets of visitors. Okay, I won't be doing that. No, no. <laughs> No, thank you. (laughs) 
they think the man was the jailer of witches who were held in the dungeon, and that perhaps this lady in white was one of the witches that was held captive there. Ooh. Yeah, I love a good witch story. I do too. Mm-hmm. Ghosts and witches. Right? So, in 1597, Francis, the Earl of Errol, decided that there's a witch problem in the Slane's parish. And 26 witches are sentenced to death. Oh my goodness, that's a lot of people. That's a lot. And especially because um, it's not that large of an area, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's large, but it's not that large. One of the trials was held in the stables of Slane's. And it was uh, for a woman named Helen Gray. Perhaps she's Our Lady in White. Mm-hmm. And she was accused of putting a spell on ewes. I never say that right. Is it ewes or ewes? Um, sheep. <laughs> you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> it's sheep and gals. We'll go with sheep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which tainted the milk as well as causing a man grief by, quote unquote, his wand <gasps> never lay down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can guess what that means, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, poor guy. That's crazy. Um, (laughs) Uh, You know, that's awful actually thinking about it, because he was probably just really turned on by her, and he got mad that she wasn't giving it up, so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he can just walk around with that wand. Yeah. Jerk. Yeah. (laughs) So another man accused her of managing to get into his house, even though the door was closed. And then that she left out of his window in the likeness of a dog. What's up with these people? You know what? She turned too many people down. She did. She must have been Mm -hmm. gorgeous. And she She must have been. And she was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not dealing with you guys. You're all crazy. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the ever-present consorting with other women who were accused of witchcraft. So, you know, they always said that she was consorting Mm -hmm. with so-and-so. And And, um, by consorting, I mean that she was seen in the likeness of a cat walking with a dog down by the lock. I'm just envisioning yeah, someone a cat is- holding a leash with a dog on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm like, okay, you see two animals walking, you're like, that's Helen Gray and her concert. Yeah. Like, what? Why wasn't it just a, da- a dog and a cat walking? Maybe they were friends. Yeah. Like Fox Maybe and Mouse. So. <laughs> cats and dogs can be friends. They can be friends. You have cats mm-hmm. and dogs. They're not that friendly. I mean, my dogs are friendly to the cat, but the cat is not friendly to the dogs. She, she just tolerates yeah. them. She would put them on the leash and be like, I'm walking Yes. So maybe she's Helen. I- I'm walking you to the cliff to throw <laughs> yeah, you over exactly. is what she exactly. would probably be saying. Like, you're getting rid of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first set of ghosts. Hey, history lovers, Eliza here. We're interrupting today's happy hour to let you know that Lori and I host another fascinating podcast with our friend, Brenna Ash. Hey there, this is Brenna. Crime Feast is a true crime podcast hosted by three friends who are obsessed with all things crime. Each week, join Brenna, Eliza, and I as we serve up a platter of murders, mayhem, missing persons, tragedies, and more. Feast on notorious tales ripped from today's headlines and resurrected from the past. Until then, stay safe out there. We don't want you on the menu next. Now, back to the show. Cheers! 
The second one I want to talk about is allegedly once a year, the ghosts of shipwrecked soldiers appear from the depths of their watery graves. Ooh. That sounds terrifying and just reminds me of like Pirates of the Caribbean where like the ghosts just like walk up out of the oh, water. yeah. Mm, where they're like half flesh hanging off yes, and half yes. on. Yeah. Yes. I can totally picture that. And the water's like falling out between their ribs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sounds so creepy. So... During the Jacobite Rebellion, um, which was in the 1700s and was an attempt to put Charles Stuart back on the throne with his son, Bonnie Prince Charlie, as the agent, since, uh, or as the regent, not the agent, (laughs) since the English had once again taken the Scots throne away. Anyways, the Countess of Errol at the time resided at New Slains, and she was one of the spies, supposedly, helping the rebels during the war. Love a woman spy. Yeah. (laughs) And the rebel ships used to use the caves at the base of the the castle's cliff to hide. So I guess maybe one of the rebel soldier ships shipwrecked there, I guess. And now they live. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it could, so it could have been that, or it could have been this other ship, um, a Spanish armada that went down. Uh, right around these cliffs as well so it could be spanish mm-hmm. sailors or in the 19th century a big ship uh, struck an outer rock there and also i mean this seems to be sort of like a place to collect shipwrecks wow yeah it's kind of dangerous between the the people falling off the cliffs and the yeah the, yeah the rocks defi- at the bottom of the cliffs so. it's definitely a treacherous area Mm-hmm. So I could see, too, like, why Bram Stoker was like, this is a, uh, there's a lot of death involving this particular area, totally using it as a backdrop for my book. Yes. It seems to attract a lot of unsuspecting people to their deaths. Pretty scary. Mm-hmm. The next ghost I have, the only thing I was able to find is that witnesses have seen a horse and carriage arrive at the once grand entrance of the castle before disappearing. So... I don't know what this is. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I wonder if that could also have something to do with the Dracula story. Because, Ooh, <gasps> I'm, you yes. know, the Count picks him up in yes. the carriage and just appears out of nowhere. And then, yes. yeah, so that could lead into the book as well. I wonder if, as a guest there, he may have even seen this ghost, and that's why he, like, put that in his book. Maybe so. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And then the next set of ghosts that are often seen there, and I couldn't really get any more information about this, was World War II soldiers that were spotted marching by. And the reason they were able to identify them as World War II soldiers was because of their uniforms and weapons. Mm-hmm. I know that there were World War II soldiers, obviously, in Scotland, they would protect the shores and things from uh, ships and and bombs coming in. So it's entirely plausible. Yeah. Well, it definitely sounds like that whole area has lots of uh, spiritual history. Spiritual in the form of ghostly. It really does. (laughs) It could have some religious meaning too. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I was there, there was this, um, I think it's on my video, or at least I took a picture of it. There was like an entrance, but it was very short, I think, earth had kind of grown up at some point over it so it wasn't a full interest with steps down mm-hmm. there was no light or anything inside of it and so I like put my camera in there and took a picture and it was just really dark Ooh. and so I went in there and just like looked around and it felt super creepy I didn't get a tug on me or anything like that but I was definitely creeped out and I climbed right back out 
<laughs> yeah. No, I think climbing right back out was probably Absolutely. a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> Definitely a good idea. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was pretty interesting. You're welcome. I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed looking up the different ghosts that people have seen and wish I had a little bit more on that carriage. But uh, yes. Yeah. So, so that just means we have to go visit it. And- we do. See if we can wait for the carriage. Yeah. <laughs> Ask them who they are. We'll find out. So, Eliza, what are you reading this week? Okay. So, this week I'm reading We Lie Here. It's a thriller appropriate for Halloween. Mm, yes. <laughs> By Rachel Housel Hall. Here is a short description. TV writer Yara Gibson's hometown of Palmdale, California, isn't her first choice for a vacation, but she's back to host her parents' 20th anniversary party and find the perfect family mementos for the celebration. Everything is going to plan until Yara receives a disturbing text. I have information that will change your life. That sounds really creepy, doesn't it? I would not like Texas. It does. The message is from Felicia Campbell, who happens to be a childhood friend of Yara's mother. But they've been estranged for years, drama best ignored and forgotten. But Yara can't forget Felicia, who keeps texting, insisting that Yara talk to her before it's too late. Ooh. He is. But the next day is already too late for Felicia. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I wasn't is... expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> Her body is found floating in Lake Palmdale. Before she died, Felicia left Yara a key to a remote lakeside cabin. In the basement are files related to a mysterious tragedy unsolved since 1998. What secrets was Felicia hiding? How much of what Yara knows about her family has been true? The deeper Yara digs for answers, the more she fears that Felicia was right. Uncovering the truth about what happened at the cabin all those years ago will change Yara's life or end it. Ooh, this sounds really good. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. I'm not finished yet, but I am really, really enjoying it a lot. And I mean, everybody who listens to our show knows that Lori and I are big thriller listeners or thriller readers as well as historical (laughs) readers. So yeah, I thought it was good for this month. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, since you've told us what you're reading, why don't you recommend one of your books to our readers? Ooh, okay, I'll do that. The Scott is Hers is a book I chose for today. And the reason is that part of it actually takes place at Slane's <gasps> Castle. Yay. So you have like in, been inspired by being yes. there. That's awesome. I have. And actually my heroine, I guess I'll give you a little teeny tiny spoiler, but it won't um, ruin the book view, is that she almost falls off the cliff. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> <oops>. <laughs> when General Alec Hay, the Earl of Errol, returns from war, his mother is determined to see him wed. Once known for his dark good looks, Alec now bears a scar over half his face that makes every potential bride cringe. He wants only to escape into the darkest room in his ruined castle and relive the harrowing moments in battle when he couldn't save his friend. Ignoring his demands to be left alone, his mother throws a rousing party at her Edinburgh estate. Unable to take another setup for flirtation, he rides his horse out to the property and becomes stuck in some ruins during a torrential downpour. Mm. Lady Giselle Hepburn, an impulsive lass, rides out from a neighboring estate in the same storm, attempting to escape her family and a forced marriage to a man with a vicious dark side. She falls off her horse and nearly tumbles over a cliff. I guess it wasn't a cliff. Oh yeah, you didn't give it away. (laughs) It's right in here. (laughs) She falls off her horse and nearly tumbles over a cliff, but is saved by the handsome, mysterious Highlander. With a twisted ankle and the weather too dangerous to attempt riding, Giselle agrees to wait out the storm with the stranger. To Alex's shock, Giselle is the first woman who doesn't shy away from his scars and treats him like a man rather than a hideous barbarian. 
As the storm rages through the night, they each confess their meddling family's determination to see them wed, and he learns her intended is his greatest enemy. Ooh. Alec insists that she accompany him back to the house to convalesce, where he presents her with a solution to both their problems. What if they wed each other in secret? Could a marriage of convenience free them both from their unwanted troubles? Or will love be an incredibly inconvenient development? Ooh, yeah, I, I love this one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I really enjoyed writing that book. Mm-hmm. It's part of my Scots of Honor series, but I, I loved that I was able to add in that little fifth part. <laughs> yes. And now we know a little bit of the history behind the backdrop. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we hope you enjoyed today's haunted history episode on Slane's Castle. If you missed it, our first haunted happy hour last week was on the Lalori Mansion, so make sure to check it out. Yes, definitely check that one out. It was really interesting and creepy. Yes. Coming up, we have guest authors Amy Runyon, Heather McCollum, and Lacey Cornwall. Along with happy hour chats about Hitler's failed coup, the Beer Hall Putsch, and Balmoral Castle, where Queen Victoria built a pyramid for Prince Albert. For more information about today's episode, click on the show notes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HistoryBKSWine for additional historical tidbits and updates. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you download your podcast. That way you're notified every time a new episode is live. Subscribes and reviews help us get noticed. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to check out our episodes published weekly on Tuesdays. Until next time. Cheers. And happy reading.